0: just looking at the bt we can see that that might explain a lot of the problems but roundup and pesticides or herbicides that are sprayed on the crops have an even longer list than bt toxins Because the weeds have outsmarted Monsanto and are now resistant to Roundup, there's more than half a billion pounds increase in herbicide use in the first 16 years. Now, the way Roundup kills weeds is very interesting. If you spray Roundup or glyphosate on a crop in sterile soil, you will stunt it, but you won't kill it. If you spray the same crop in field soil, you will kill it. This is like a quiz. You have 30 minutes to try and figure it out. It's a very interesting trick how that works. Here's how it works. First of all, it chelates minerals. By chelating, it means it binds with minerals. We've all heard of chelation in terms of cleaning up the body, binding with the heavy metals, ushering them out of the body. But this binds with the minerals that we want. Zinc, selenium, cobalt, calcium, manganese, magnesium, etc., etc. It grabs onto it and it makes it unusable by the plant. And so not only does it not get in, but if a little bit gets in, it's hard to transport. No, I don't have that here. All right, so it's hard to transport. So very, very little of the minerals make it into the plant. Now, when you don't have those minerals in the plant, the normal metabolic functions in the plant cannot perform. And what do those metabolic functions do? Defend the plant against disease. Remember that for later, okay? Defenseless, weak, sick plants. Put it over here. It also kills beneficial bacteria. What does the beneficial bacteria do? Well, normally it takes minerals and makes it assimilable, usable by the plant. Kill the gut beneficial gut bacteria, even less minerals. Weak and sick defenses plant. What else does the beneficial bacteria do? It keeps the population of the diseases in the soil lower. So now the diseases in the soil start to rise. Some of you are getting it. What else does the glyphosate do? The glyphosate feeds the fungal-based pathogens in the soil, so it expands even more. So what kills the plants? The soil-borne pathogens kill the defenseless plants. That's how it works. It's It's a perfect storm of disease and death. It creates an immune, basically an immune dysfunction in the plant, not really immune, but call it that, and it increases the diseases in the soil. So there's now more than 40 plant diseases on the rise in the U.S. because of the use of Roundup. And the Roundup sticks around in the soil, sometimes for decades, depending on the constituents in the soil. And if you look at just this model, and you transplant it to humans, and you think of chelation, and killing beneficial bacteria, and promoting disease, it's a perfect fit. Actually, there's more than what it does. It's, there's a lot more than it does. Let's just take a look very quickly. So we're eating Roundup ready crops that don't have assimilable minerals in it. So we're eating mineral-deficient crops. We're also eating mineral-deficient animals because the primary food for livestock in the United States is Roundup ready crops. So there's a universal deficiency of certain minerals in our meat supply. So we eat weak and sick plants, weak and sick animals, and we eat residues of Roundup, which further chelate our minerals, making them unavailable. So that alone can provide a long list of diseases. But it's also an antibiotic. Remember, it kills the beneficial bacteria in the soil. It kills the beneficial bacteria in our gut, the stuff that we buy, that we pay for, the lactobacillus, the bifidus, etc., but not the salmonella, the E. coli, and the botulism, not the negative stuff which can overgrow. Now, gut bacteria, it's like the new tofu. The microbiome is big. The microbiome is big. It's huge. It's, people are realizing the microbiome is so important to health for detoxification, for digestion, for immunity. And when you create microbiome imbalance, so many diseases can result. And the, the gut bacteria can produce a strong acid and it can potentially create zonulin, which causes gaps between the cells in the intestines. And now you have leaky gut. So BT toxin may create holes within the cells Roundup may create holes between the cells. Now, the gut bacteria is a factory. It produces vitamin K. It produces aromatic amino acids like tryptophan. The aromatic amino acids are absolutely essential for neurotransmitters like serotonin. Has anyone heard of serotonin? Serotonin's our friend. But it's not, Roundup is not a friend to serotonin because Roundup can block the pathway that produces L-tryptophan, which is a precursor to serotonin. Serotonin, mood, behavior, depression or happiness. I'm full, I can stop eating. That's serotonin. Think obesity. Regulates blood sugar. Melatonin, same thing. Sleep. We saw insomnia on the list. We saw anxiety. All those mood things potentially related to these neurotransmitters. Dopamine, related to Parkinson's, Those three neurotransmitters depend on the aromatic amino acids. The aromatic amino acids depend on the shikimate pathway. Monsanto bragged for years, glyphosate blocks the shikimate pathway in plants. Humans don't have a shikimate pathway, so it's completely harmless to us. The shikimate pathway is this metabolic symphony that ends up producing L-tryptophan and tyrosine and the other aromatic amino acid that I just forgot. Maybe I've been eating Roundup. So, and so that shikimate pathway is the cause of a lawsuit, actually. A lawsuit was filed in California because of the shikimate pathway. Because people say, I've been damaged because my gut bacteria used the shikimate pathway. And Monsanto said, they, they bragged that. It blocks the shikimate pathway and has no effect on humans. Now, if they knew that it had an effect on humans because we use the shikimate pathway to produce serotonin, then they're lying. We don't want want to trust them with our food supply. If they didn't know, then they're stupid. And we don't want to trust them with our food supply. (laughs) Roundup also damages the microvilli, the little fingers that come out of the walls of the intestines to digest, and suppresses digestive enzymes. It's toxic to the mitochondria, long list of diseases there, including chronic fatigue. It disrupts another metabolic pathway, which is involved with producing vitamin D and also detoxing in the liver. It promotes cancer cells. In fact, it was described as a probable carcinogen last month by the World Health Organization. It's an endocrine disruptor at parts per trillion. Parts per trillion. It can promote human breast cancer cells. It can promote birth defects. It even produces formaldehyde in its breakdown product. So if you look at all of these factors, and some scientists have, there's a long list of diseases. Here's a partial list of diseases that this one review study says is linked to glyphosate. They say, all the diseases and conditions associated with the Western diet, including gastrointestinal, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, depression, autism, infertility, cancer, Alzheimer's, it goes on, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, aggression, depression, kidney failure, gluten sensitivity, etc. Roundup is sprayed on Roundup ready crops. It's also sprayed on wheat as a ripening agent days before harvest and barley and rye and oats and lentils and potatoes and sweet potatoes, all these non-GMO foods. So now more than ever, it's important to eat organic or know the farmer and find out if they spray. I don't have a list of the products that are never sprayed by glyphosate. I hope to get that for you, but I don't. If anyone wants to work with us to get that, but right now the safety list is organic. Here are livers of rats that were fed roundup ready soybeans. We don't know if it's the roundup or the soybeans or both that cause that gnarly, that's the scientific word, gnarliness on the right side which is where they ate the soy versus non-GM soy. These are testicles that change from pink to blue in rats that were fed roundup ready soybeans. Mice-fed GM soy also had damage to their testicles, including the young sperm cells. Females, rats, had damage to the uteruses and ovaries, and also hormonal imbalance. When I spoke at the European Parliament years ago, I was also joined by Irina Ermakova, a senior researcher at the Russian Academy of Sciences. She gave me the following slide. So these are Russian-speaking rats. And they volunteered for a soy experiment where they were fed Non-g- GM soy versus non-GM soy starting two weeks before they got pregnant. And they continued eating the soy through lactation, and more than half of the babies died within three weeks of the parents, the moms who were fed the GM soy, compared to 10% death rate for the non-GM soy, 6% for the control. The babies were also smaller and could not reproduce. Hamsters fed GM soy for three generations. Most were sterile. They also died at four or five times the rate for infant mortality. Many had hair growing in their mouths. Monsanto's corn studies showed signs of toxicity when the raw data was reanalyzed by scientists. But according to Monsanto, the Rats passed with flying colors. So to prove the point, Dr. Ceralini and his team in France took the same group of rats, the same type of rats, the same size control groups as Monsanto, tested everything that Monsanto tested for, and many more parameters, and went not just for 90 days, which is the maximum that Monsanto tests for, but they went for two years. And during that two years, the group fed the GMOs died more often in larger numbers. They also had kidney, liver, and pituitary damage. They also had multiple massive tumors. Here are the examples of the rats. Now the rat in the middle ate the genetically engineered Roundup pretty corn that we might eat, because it was Roundup pretty corn that had been sprayed with Roundup, And that group had three things, multiple massive tumors, early death, and organ damage. The rat on the left ate the Roundup-ready corn that had not been sprayed with Roundup. They wanted to see what was causing the damage. And that group had three things. Multiple massive tumors, early death, and organ damage. The rat on the right comes from a group that only had Roundup in the drinking water, but had natural corn. That group had three things. Multiple massive tumors, early death, and organ damage. So both cause the problem individually and together. Well, we're gonna talk about, we're gonna give some good news at the end. Then you can breathe, don't breathe yet. <laughs> stomachs, they're important. I have one and so do pigs and they're similar physiologies as humans and their stomachs become severely inflamed in large percentage after eating genetically modified soy and corn. That's the stomach on the right compared to a natural normal stomach on the left. Cows eating genetically modified crops, discoloration, sign of accelerated aging in their innards. I've been told by butchers also, horrible stench. Maybe that's the gut bacteria. They're introducing a potato and an apple for the absolutely important and urgent need not to brown when sliced. So you cut these apples, 18 days later, it hasn't browned yet. It's a fake out. Potatoes will dry up before they turn brown. The technology used in these may be far more dangerous than the technology used in the soy and the corn. Technology is called double-stranded RNA. Now double-stranded RNA uses RNA to switch off Genes. I'm going to give you a story about RNA. Originally, they thought it was just a byproduct of DNA that created proteins or amino acids, which were folded up into proteins, and it was just a one-way thing. Now they realize little pieces of RNA can affect genetic expression and that that's partly how we're organized. It's far more complex than they ever thought. So now they're creating double-stranded RNA which is then cut into little tiny pieces of RNA between 7 and 21 nucleotides long. And all they have to do is plug in and match a sequence in the genome and shut down that gene. And that's how it works here. What if it matches another sequence? It's only as little as 7 nucleotides long. We've got 3 billion base pairs in all sorts of sequences. What are the chances that something that small will match a portion of our genome? It's about a hundred percent chance. And if it does match, there's the possibility that it could reprogram our genes. For example, they fed honeybees double-stranded RNA that was supposed to be harmless, and do nothing. It changed the expression of 1,461 genes. One meal changed the expression for weeks. It works with mammals too. Mice fed double-stranded RNA, change in the gene expression in their liver. Scientists are concerned if we bite the apple, our genes may express themselves differently. The USDA scientists warned about it, the EPA scientists warned about it, the USDA just approved the apple and the potato without even checking the sequence matching the human genome or animal genomes. Thank you for listening to Live Healthy, Be Well. Please subscribe to the podcast using whatever app you listen to podcasts with. Or go to livehealthybewell.com to subscribe. This podcast will inform you about health dangers, corporate and government corruption, and ways we can protect ourselves, our families, and our planet. I interview scientists, experts, authors, whistleblowers, and many people who have not shared their information with the world until now. Please share the podcast with your friends. It will enlighten and may even save lives. Safe eating.